0: Welcome to the Self-Made Writers Podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you your regular dose of writing adrenaline. To have Tracy Bloom on the podcast. Um, she is a children's author, children's book author. Um, and I don't remember how far back we met. I feel like we probably met at a woodworking show. Yeah, I think it was Workbench Con in Atlanta. Uh huh. Maybe 2019. I don't know. I think it was further back than that because I feel like we were sitting in like an Applebee's or something across from one another. Yeah. We were here.
1: Yeah, and like there's just this time
0: that's just lost because of COVID. <laughs> so I was like, where did the you like you try from? to go back and you're like, I don't remember these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was so intrigued when you told me that you were a children's book writer, and so we started talking. And I think that um, as my audience tends to be bloggers, like. Or, or have a blog. Like, I think there's always a part of us as writers who have said, like, I want to write a book one day. And then there's a part of us, like when we're sitting down with our kids at night, At like, this, this is my story. Like I sit down with my kids at night and I'm reading these books. I'm like, this is terrible. Like I could do so much better when I'm reading these <clears throat> kids books. And so I just think to myself, like, there's gotta be a way for me to take like all my ideas, you know, and like bring them to life. And I think that you have been able to successfully do that through self publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've also worked with traditional publishers. Is that correct? In some realms. Yes. Yeah. In some yeah. capacity. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you just have a diverse backgrounds, um, and all those things. So I just wanted to invite you on today to be able to just chat about that and talk about like what that looks like and, um, you know, your experiences and any tips that you have for people. So Um, Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and the books that you've published and things like that, if you don't mind. Sure.
1: So um, Tracy Blue um, started off as a children's author. Really, it started off as poetry. I just love writing poetry and things that sound like um, they might be delightful for kids. And it wasn't until I don't know, I was just sitting there sharing one of my poems with somebody that they're like, do you ever think about putting illustrations with this and turning it into a book? Um, So that was back in 2014. And since then I've published 30 books. Um, I've also reached out into other genres. So I have a young adult series. I have a chapter book series and recently started writing for theater and some screenplays. So I'm always trying to like adapt and evolve my writing and expand it. Um, But yeah, it started off as poetry and it, it really was, it seems daunting at first to try to like a book, you know, you're like, how does this happen? How does it come to be? But um, one thing that I found over the years is that just getting started, like just do it, like just take time to write every day, whether it's, you know, five minutes or two hours. And I, like, I know some authors hold themselves to a word count per day. I have never done that. Like I just write until it feels like, okay, I'm done for for now. Right. Right. It's just natural. So yeah. Um, that's kind of how I got started. And um, yeah, and I just kind of keep growing
0: out. Well, that's what we want to do, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, as people who are self-made in the writing industry, like that's what you do. Like you grow, you evolve, you learn, you try new things. And I think that's like the best part of having that creative freedom in your life is to be able to try new things and to be able to practice new things and get good at new things and expand your expertise and things like that. So, so in your experience, would you mind sharing some of your like top tips for people who are interested in kind of getting started with publishing children's work, um, self-publishing, uh, And just share any thoughts that you have that you think would be good wisdom to pass along to somebody who's considering diving into the world of children's literature.
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know, like I said, writing every day or at least trying to outline some ideas for potential books is key. But I I always like to tell everybody who enjoys writing or wants to get into writing, find why you're writing. Um, If you're trying to just make some money, that's fine. And then go ahead and research all the top titles that are out there um, and maybe try to fall in line with what those look like or try to adapt to that. But I personally, all of my book ideas come to me in dreams. And so for me, everything I do feels like there's so much heart in it. And so whether it's a trend or whether it's hot for kids or hot in this market now, um, I've never looked at that and I've just always followed what feels right for me. So, I'd say find why you're looking to write a children's book. If it's just some idea that keeps nagging in your head and you're like, I need to get this out, then, you know, I, I always start with, um, you know, pen and paper and try to just sketch out ideas and write out, um, maybe an outline for what story might be. And then I'll take that into a word doc and just kind of outline the pages. Um, it's important to know word count for children's books because some authors, they crank out a kid's book and it's 2000
0: words long and you're like, Nope nope yeah and as a parent I despise those books because I sit down and I'm like oh my yeah like we sit down to read and I'm like this should be five minutes which I love my kids and I love reading to my kids so don't get me wrong there's sometimes when I start opening those pages and I'm like I cannot do this
1: right Right. so I, I standard rule for me like I always try to keep it to four lines per page for per page so like this one is my one of my new ones about you know melting ice caps but um, like there's four lines per page. Yes. And I don't, I don't get crazy with the fonts. Like I want it to be easy to read. I want it to be enjoyable and something where kids keep wanting to turn the pages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something else that I always tell people is to not skimp on illustrations because there's, I mean, that's, such a big part of picture books is the illustrations. Yeah. So there's always authors out there like, well, I have this small budget. Like I, I got I my just, cousin, Joe, who took two art classes in high school. Did you right. Have- right. And it's like, no, either do a Kickstarter. So many books are funded through Kickstarter That's and illustration. Yeah. Illustrations are the, the most expensive part of the children's book. So if you're both an illustrator and an author, like Double
0: win. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I've always been curious if I can pop in this question here. You know, um, when it comes to illustrations, is it generally that somebody, like, because sometimes you see these things and they look like they might be paintings that were turned into illustrations? Like, is it that somebody actually paints that or is that all computer generated? Like, I've always been very curious about how that works.
1: Yeah. There's every artist has different styles. So you can look up, like, say, your favorite books. Um, I think like if you look at very hungry caterpillar right. i think those were or the hungry caterpillar it was one of my favorite books as a kid but i think those were all paintings and then those got turned into digital work i okay. think i might be completely wrong but um some artists are completely digital and you can really tell like this book like this i make book yeah this is all digital art like this was all created in probably procreate or fine okay. um i don't know jimmy deresta that is
0: Jimmy Duresta, So <laughs> <Little> cartoon Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Duresta is a YouTuber. Also, Tracy's husband is a YouTuber. Uh, what is his channel? Zach's is ZH Fabrications. That's right, okay. Yeah. That's how we know each other is because our husband's YouTube and then she's getting in the world. So she's done some self-publishing with some of the guys that we've met in our community, which is what's really cool about networking and community.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's... um there's you know just so many different ways that illustrators can create so like with this I just gave them bullet points off to the side that said for this page I want it to kind of look like this but have free reign of what you create I also like to include diverse
0: characters so I just I don't want like all my books to be like little white kids yeah. <laughs> so I think it's important I mean it is. you know it if is. anything like when we have these conversations even in our community I say like diversify the photos in your blog posts. you know, things like that, like just things to be more aware because it's so easy for us just to put all white people or white hands yeah. or white whatever and all of our stuff. So I think that's a really important point.
1: Yeah. And then there are a lot of different ways to bring a book to life. So, you know, once you find the style you want, like you, to your point, you could do digital art, you could do painting art, you can find like someone who fits the style of your work. And then look for artists in that category. I found one of the artists that I work with through Instagram. Okay, cool. I found another one through um, Society of Children's Books, Writers and Illustrators. It's a massive, massive worldwide group of authors. Um, And I think I found the other ones through Facebook. Like they're a Facebook children's author group. And, you know, and you just, you know, you vet them and you get a price from them and you Um, usually they do black and white sketches first, and then once you approve all the black and whites, then they add color. Um, once they add color, it's a pain in the butt to change it. So I always try to keep very open and fluid in the black and white stage and get it to where I think it's going to look great. Um, and then research different ways to market your book and research different ways to, um, publish your books. So I publish self-publish through Ingram spark, which is um, the preferred provider for like a lot of wholesale shops, like Barnes okay. and Noble buys through there, um, big box stores buy through Ingram spark. And then Amazon has their own publishing arm called KDP. It's called Kindle direct publishing. So I publish all paperbacks through them and it's all print on demand. So you don't have to invest some like massive That's sum. Right. Uh, you can just upload your book files cover separate from inside pages and you go through a portal and then you hit publish and they, you know, they check it for errors. They can mail you samples, but it's, it's super efficient when you're just trying to see how it would work.
0: Yeah. And my other question is with KDP, you were saying for paperback, my question is, do you ever do the digital version of the kids books and include it to be like read by the Kindle, you know, like most my kids all have oh, fires yeah. And stuff like that. Have you done that before?
1: Yes. I've done eBooks, um, for some of the books, but I, I don't know. I, I, I really like the hard copies in the hands. Like I just, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of old school with that where I'm nice. like, oh, we'll do paperback hardback and that's it. But I did do, um, you know, eBooks for a few of them just to try it out. But for the most part, I, I sell more, hardbacks than I do paperbacks.
0: Interesting. And the hardbacks you said that you do through the Ingram spark. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, any other tips that you have or thoughts that you have for people who are interested in getting started?
1: Um, well, I, I think just the, um, really the research and what you want to create is a big thing and then i always try to go to a bookstore and lay down my book next to existing children's books and see if i can tell a difference between my self-published book and something that might be traditional and if you can then maybe you need to tweak something with your artwork or your cover or how you have it laid out um but that's always a good practice you know once you have a sample in hand to go and do something like that um but yeah
0: So do you have a place that you go to help you determine, like to help, you know, like this is something that I've always gotten kind of stuck on is like, is there a place or a reference where you can find out, okay, if I'm going to be writing a children's book, like I can't just slap this together. Like I have to think about the words that I'm using. I have to think like, right. Like you, the, the reading level that the book is on that kind of thing. Like how do you determine that sort of thing with the books you write?
1: Yeah, I think there's, um, well, I just started Googling that type of stuff when I started out, like, you know, what number, what word count is appropriate for fifth graders? Or, yeah. you know, I just started researching that on my own. But I think there are websites out there like Society of Children's Books, Writers and Illustrators. They have a wealth of information. Okay. They have people who have been, you know, writing kids books for decades, <laughs>
0: You feel like that's a really strong community to be a part of if you were going to write children's books.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they have like conferences and I think they have local chapters, too, that you can mm-hmm. go and sit down and do book critiques and illustration critiques and have someone read your work. I always copyright my stuff.
0: I, I, go, to the,
1: yeah, I go to the um, United States copyright website and I copyright my stuff. It's like 30 bucks. You get a certificate in the mail. OK, but cool.
0: it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I was thinking it was more expensive than that. I think that's because I operate and trademark like most Ah. of this stuff because people in uh, the blogging industry tend to write like courses and stuff and they want to trademark the names and things like that. So I always felt like copywriting was probably expensive, but $30, I mean. Yeah. And that should be be prohibitive for people to do the book. Yeah. Um, And it just sounds like, I mean, so pretty much like once you get the illustrator and stuff. Now, when you hire an illustrator, you're looking for somebody who can take their art and make it digital. That's your goal. Or they make digital art. Yeah. I
1: usually say, I'm looking for somebody to create an entire book for me, format it, design it, lay it out, because I don't want to touch it. I don't want them to just give me pictures and have me have to do it because I don't touch. Software, I don't do it. <laughs> gotcha. You're <laughs> so just right. Sure. I
0: think that's smart. Like, I think it's important that like people hear things like that because I think sometimes in the world of self-publishing and all like that very DIY mindset, it's like, oh, I can learn to do this or whatever, and it just keeps you from getting the books published. Yeah, you know. I so tried
1: it. It was a nightmare. <laughs> I was like, okay, so that's not my thing, and I should hire someone to do it, just like you hire someone to edit. I hire an editor. I go through Scribendi. It's a website. Okay where you can hire editors for one-off projects. And it's, that's interesting, you know, interesting. they edit by word count. You get assigned mm-hmm. to an editor. And um, if you like that same editor, you can keep going back to them. Oh,
0: cool. or, yeah. So you have an editor that you usually work with, like a same person that you kind of go back to? Yeah,
1: yeah I do just because I liked what they did on, like the chapter books specifically, yes. Um, but anything that's just like a picture book where it's maybe like, less than a thousand words. I don't, I just, I'm checking to make sure I didn't miss grammar, punctuality, you know, punctuation.
0: (laughs) Now Ingram Spark, that one, you mentioned wholesale. So like, do you have to pay for a certain number of books? Do they drop ship? Like, how does all that work?
1: Yeah, so um, you, it's kind of, this. it's all print on demand just like Amazon's is, but um, you can apply a wholesale discount to your title. So I think like Barnes and Noble prefers anything from forty to fifty percent wholesale discount. So you can put that on there, and it affects the royalties you make. But um, then, say Barnes and Noble, if they want to order your book, they go through Ingram Spark, and you never touch it. Gotcha. It just goes right through Ingram out to Barnes and Noble, and
0: they put them dollar dollar bills in your bank. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you really so much for just taking a few minutes to share. Do you want to share some of the titles that you've written with us, or you know, share any other information for us? I see you've got a banner in the background for your website, so it's thebloom.com. T h e b l o m, yeah. Dot com.com. <laughs> cool.
1: It reads theblom.com.com, but my last name is Bloom. So. Okay, I got it. <laughs> um, <clears> so these, these are my newest books. and I'm really excited about them. So book one, this is an environmental series. Um, book one focuses on melting ice caps, this one on red tide. And basically the premise is these characters are from a different planet and their perfect planet is thrown out of whack by Earth's environmental problems. And so they like power their starship and they come to Earth and they work with kids to fix these problems. And every book features a real scientist. So like book one, I worked with Dr. Leslie Field. She works with melting ice caps and she created some kind of like nanotechnology. Yeah,
0: that's stuff. really cool.
1: Um, and then book two, I worked with a scientist called Dr. Tracy Fanara. She's been on um Animal Planet, she's been on Mythbusters, a whole bunch of different um y things but she focuses on water yeah. and water treatments. And so I worked with her so every every book at the end has a dedication to the oh, science. Oh, that's really cool. And I it's cool because they they fact check my work. Like I had no idea that um sea kelp helped with red tide. I had that's no idea. Yeah, so i'm learning things as i write it and book three is about deforestation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um i love that and i yeah. the
0: illustrations are so beautiful in those books
1: and these i think are the painting kind mm-hmm. so, like she actually paints these and Man. then does her thing with them and turns them into digital
0: for yeah me. that's yeah. great yeah so this cool. is my little baby right now yeah so those are for sale on uh, amazon they can get those yes
1: those are on amazon um the book series is called from beyond okay yeah
0: we'll put a link in the show notes too if anybody wants to go grab a few copies of those but please go support tracy bloom she's an amazing children's author she's got really cool stuff cooking and um i love that she is trying to encourage the new generation to take um, environmental matter seriously. And that's just awesome. Like, and thank you so much for your time and for anybody who is an aspiring children's author. Sounds like Tracy's advice is just right. Just get started. Good. Just do it. <laughs> And we know if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, that's my heart too. just do some stuff and let your creativity fly and enjoy it and lean in um, and do something that is creative just for you. And that's perfectly fine. At least you get to check the box and say that you tried it and you might just like it. So thanks again, Tracy. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule today to hang out with me. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode, and if you are new to the idea of becoming a self-made writer and you want some help understanding how that kind of works in this day and age, I want to encourage you to follow the link in the show notes and get my free ebook, How to Kickstart Your Writing Career at Any Age or Stage. And if you're a person who's already like, yeah, I've already kind of got this going, but I'm on the struggle bus for like how to do it consistently, like how to be successful at it how to figure out how to educate myself about how to do this. I want to invite you to consider joining my school and squad community. And you'll find a link to that in the show notes as well. And you can go check out all the classes that I have, um, all the support that I have. We do stickers for people who actually do stuff and like make accomplishments and you can earn points. Like we have this really awesome community that is super positive, super supportive, and everybody there is looking to be able to build an online writing career. We are all there to support each other on that journey. And we would love for you to be a part of that group if you are not currently. So please go check out that information. I'll see you next time. And remember, whatever you do this week, just keep writing.